When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to have your say? Ring Jared on 1300 736 736. Now, back to Waitley. The last day of summer, Test cricket is very much in vogue in Wellington. It is lunch on day five, England and New Zealand. England required 258 for victory. They fell to five for 88, having lost wickets at 53, 59, 80, and 80 when Harry Brook was run out for a diamond duck. Five for 168 at lunch. 90 runs required. Five wickets in hand. Root is playing basball. 74 from 74. Stokes is playing the sheet anchor. He's 20 from 75 balls. 90 to go. A thrilling couple of hours coming up. Uh, it'll restart just after 11.40 our time in Melbourne. Tomorrow, the third test in India. Australia still has an awful lot to play for. Its own morale. Its place in the World Test Championship. And to find something a bit more convincing for the long term in India. Mitch Stark is going to return. Here he is with Bharat Sundarisan. Yeah, there's still plenty, plenty to achieve. Um, I mean, we haven't yet lost a series, so it's still an opportunity to, to, to draw the series. Um, and to win a couple of test matches is still, a, is still uh, nothing to go unspoken about. It's, it's not an easy place to come and play, as, as uh, India's home record would suggest. Um, so still plenty to play for in this series and also for the World Test Championship to obviously cement that. Um, be nice to finish on top as well. Um, so, yeah, and then I guess some, some personal ones along the way for, for guys to, to, to continue to, to develop their cricket in foreign conditions and some quadrant conditions. So um, there's certainly plenty of, plenty of things we can achieve through, through these last two tests. There's a bit to be restored after the sweeping disaster of Delhi. Mitch Stark there with Barat. You'll hear every ball of this coverage tomorrow. Uh, let's check in with Adam Gilchrist. So he knows what it is to be successful. He's got a long heritage in India in all forms of the game as well. I wonder how he's taken it all in. I know he's at the airport. Adam Gilchrist, welcome back to the program. Oh, good morning, Jared. Yeah, good to be chatting to you. Welcome back to you. And look like um, quite a... Quite an adventure for you, mate, uh, between America and India. Some contrasting sporting events. <laughs> they they <laughs> but, were uh, contrasting. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah bet. Really interesting to take in. And obviously you've had a, a lot more experience of India than I have. But that the full cultural immersion, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes you can watch it on telly. Uh, and it, it does translate to a degree. But I find, Gilly, that there's almost another worldly quality to it there. And... Stuff that you think shouldn't happen when it's happening, you say, yeah, yeah, this is sort of the madness of it. Yeah, yeah that's right, and and somehow it functions. I think that's often a term used by people who get over there. Just you, you, you're stunned that some of the things you see and 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 what seems like chaos, but it, it's a, a nation, a vast nation that functions and finds a way, and they certainly found a way. Um, on the cricket field, I mean, I'm I'm literally uh, a few hours away from heading up to India myself. Not cricket related, mate. I'm not going to the Test match. I've <laughs> um, got nothing to contribute there. I don't think I could help much in these this day and age. But um, a quick trip up. But it, you're right. It just it is a nation that as soon as you touch down, 
you know you're there and it's fascinating and it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. So um, looking forward to that and, and seeing what unfolds now and what are the learnings from the, the first couple of um, test matches. There's been a huge uh, autopsy, hasn't there, from yeah. all quarters. And uh, that's always to be expected when there's such high-profile events and, and, and events that unfolded with such uh, great drama, high drama uh, there in Delhi. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what, what, what happens from here. The gap between the test matches has sort of elongated the autopsy, as you quite rightly um, diagnosed. So what's been running through your head in, in what you've seen from this Australian team over there so far? I think the the main thing, once all the dust settled and the uh, <laughs> from, from Hados' broom out in the middle of yeah. the Kotler ground, um, but once all the dust and the analysis settled, and I guess a lot of the emotion for everyone. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't ride this, and, and it doesn't ruin my day by any stretch of the imagination. But you're still emotionally involved and uh, attached, and that's long may that continue in in all sports for for all supporters, because that's all I am at the moment now is just a follower. So, um, but I think the acknowledgement of how very, very decent, very, very good India are, uh, particularly clearly in those environments, in those. Um, in those conditions, but also let's not forget that they've beaten Australia the last two tours here mm-hmm. uh, in Australia as well. So we shouldn't just say, oh, they're good in their home conditions. They're a very, very strong cricketing outfit uh, at, at many, many different levels. So, uh, And they've got a couple of bowlers, uh, two or three bowlers, but in Ashwin and Jadeja who are performing as well as possibly any uh, Indian spinners have in those conditions ever. You know, when you look down the list, so that that's probably something that gets a bit lost in the the mayhem of uh, what looked like a bit of a panicked batting um, display on that third morning after some some really um, fine inroads that were made earlier in the game. So that that's probably the biggest analysis for Australia. Um, it's it's just really become a a challenge by way of keeping any sort of um, I guess sustained a period of holding on to whatever plans they had leading into the tour, and and a lot of that's to do with injury and now with Pat's situation, which goes without saying. Everyone understands that and wishes him all the best and his family, uh, and then some scrambled minds that believe me, India can do that to you. So it's it's it, that seems to be the challenge for the Australians at the moment is um, re- recalibrating are our plans that we had right. Do we trust them? Do we stay with them? Or if we're changing, what those plans are going to be? So that, and it, and I know from experience, and I, I do feel for them over there because that it, it is a extraordinarily tough place to, to have a bit of policy on the run. And I'm not just saying that's what the Australians have got, but if 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 it is something that's fluid, it, it can be challenging to keep a grip of. It feels to me, Gilly, that the the lesson of India is twofold. One is you, you've got to be You've got to be calm almost to the point of bluff and yeah. and super confident in what you're doing. And then for this Australian group, I've just got a hunch that nothing's gone right since the Boxing Day injuries. And some of it yeah. has been their own decisions and then some of it has been other circumstances. Do, do you feel like there's a combination that would be unsettling in, in all that they aspired for? Yeah, it's, I think that's a really good... Um, snapshot of it, mate. That, that's a, it's a really valid point about the, 
the you know going back to Boxing Day and and what we saw was okay. There's Mitchell Stark. He's he's broken a nail. He's got a little bit of. He's lifted the nail on his finger. He's going to run off and get that treated. And here we are, months later, and he still hasn't played a game uh, since then. Uh, and 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 everybody knows it's involved in cricket. His effect in those conditions that you know, we thought was even though it's spin friendly, he was going to be a potent part of the lineup with a reverse swinging ball and so on. Uh, same with Ken Green, uh, a blow to the finger. Again, still hasn't played again. So those plans, uh, and then you know sustained injuries of a couple of other guys. Yeah, stuff that you that you don't plan on happening has thrown perhaps with more, um, uh, I guess, rigor than what we thought. The plans are around a little bit, and to the point where I. I I predict a, a two-one series win to Australia, Jared. I was confident that this unit was settled enough and experienced enough and uh, had enough, I guess, IP that they built up from previous tours to India or to the trip last last year to the subcontinent, but to Pakistan, to Sri Lanka, where they obviously had a bit of everything on those tours as well. So, yeah, a, a lot has. Um, been out of their control but has made trying to maintain control very very challenging for this team so that that I think um, is something that people can should be able to sit back and and acknowledge uh, that doesn't mean you, you at, at you know such a position of strength in the test match that they should then let it slip and these players and the support staff would be the first to admit that so they don't need too many of us reminding him of that, but I think there's a bit of slack that you can give them in in that uh, that run up and 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 finally trying to execute whatever plans they'd had for for quite a while. So it always feels to me like the longer an Indian tour goes, the more difficult it becomes. And Australia is in a invidious position at two nil. How how real is the risk of this spiralling to to four nil now that that things have set against them? Yeah, things can slip out of control pretty quickly. There's no doubt about that, and uh, that, that's their their challenge, isn't it? To to salvage something. To obviously they'll aspire to be two all at the end of it, and say you come away with a, a credible draw, particularly after the position that they're in at the moment. So that that'd be a that would be a major victory and major step forward for for guys that will have uh, a lot of time in their career spent in that that part of the world and and challenges ahead down in years' time to try and come back and uh, achieve it, um, that, that sort of long-lost victory in India. So, uh, and, and probably as much for the support staff, Andrew McDonald, I, uh, I'm sure this has been a, a real learning curve for him um, as, a, as a coach and as a leader. So he needs to, um, he needs to see what he can, can learn from it. And, 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 of course, he'd be doing that. He's, he's a smart guy. He's a, a guy that's got uh, a lot of faith from the team and uh, they've got to just see what they can pick out of it. But it, it's not going to get any easier. I think India will um, continue to enjoy these conditions and um, and, the, and the spin-friendly tracks are, are going to play to their favour again. So the conditions are still so foreign to Australia. Is there a broader conversation, Gilly, for Australian cricket is you rightly point out, India have won their last two series in Australia. 
um, in, you know, and there have been conditions in the past which have unsettled Indian teams. I don't know whether Australia is really making any ground. There's, since your victorious series, there's only been one test match won. Is there a broader conversation for for all of Cricket Australia to go, how can we be successful in India? Because there's enough evidence to say what we're doing right now isn't isn't producing those results. Yeah, it, it's a... I suppose a time and investment, an investment of time and an investment of resources and money and and planning as to just how much of a priority is it. And again, I mentioned earlier that I felt this team was experienced enough and and there was enough older heads, the core group, that would be able to see that team, uh, you mentioned the term, immerse yourself into India and, and be able to... Um, stack up nicely against this Indian side in these conditions, and you know, take for example the the lead in. There was no pre to a, oh, there was no uh, pre-test match warm-up game, and a lot of people were a bit concerned at that. I, I said, look, no, I've, I've got to. I think we've got to trust this group that the leadership and the experience and knowledge that they have that they they know how to get themselves right and, and so on. So maybe on reflection of something like that. Uh, maybe on reflection of was the big bash uh, that important for our guys to be a part of, or should they have been over there you know, for ten days, twelve days? Should they have been in in Brisbane or or wherever? You know, a camp could have been had. I know they had that sort of two day spin bowling camp. Um, you know, should they have been together for a week and 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 producing conditions that they were going to find themselves uh, coming up against? So. That that's the, the delicate balance for for Australian cricket, and I guess that starts uh, in conversations between the guys that have just lived it and are living it out, the players and the management, uh, and Creed Australia and the and the and the commercial side of the the organisation of what is our priority. And I, 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 again, outside looking in, in hindsight, it. it <laughs> It probably doesn't show that there was enough focus on trying to get this this particular tour um, at the top of the priority list. But um, having said that, Jed, I'm not sure a 10-day camp is going to suddenly mean that you you can now play spin bowling in yep. India in yep. those conditions against those bowlers. Uh, Matthew Hayden was extremely successful, but he had repeated visits to India. Um, some of it on his own um, on his own time just saying I want to go to Madras or Chennai and and learn to see what it's like and and, and try and find out more about it so uh, it's a a really challenging balancing act and I was singing the praises of Creed Australia for allowing these guys to play the Big Bash and we all dined down on it and loved it and it it saw the Big Big Bash roar back to life uh, with a a wonderful finale and and a great tournament but um, it's very easy to sit here and say they should have gone early or whatever and it's, it's just such a challenge, but maybe there's a, a big picture discussion about what are the priorities for the next five years and or four years' time until Australia are back in India again. I'm not sure if it's sooner than that that they get that chance, and who knows what Test cricket looks like in four years. That's right. Yes, it's the, yeah. Let the mind run on that front. So we know what this year looks like. So I feel like we spent most of our Test summer uh, seeing Australia get to a, a really confident position to go and tackle the missions ahead. So India, hopefully the World Test Championship, although uh, that's not quite the formality yet. And then 
the Ashes. And this is a, a defining period for clearly this group, for for the Pat Cummins-Andrew McDonald partnership. Do you think it would be a little bit unnerving to have started this patch offshore like this? Yeah, it doesn't do the confidence the world are good, but I think it's there's still so much to play out between now and possibly the the World Test Championship and and then the big the, the, you know the other big ticket item is the Ashes and uh, it's not lost on anyone you know what England are doing at the moment and uh, you know that what do they need a couple of hundred to mm. to win a Test match so they'll either get bowled out in 16 overs or win it in 18. <laughs> um, so there's one or the other, and probably the latter, the way they've been going. Um, so just just so much to play out between now and the first test uh, in England, be it be it um, one for a World Test Championship or, or the first of the Ashes at, at Edgbaston. Um, but even if Australia lose 4-0 in this series, they, they, they'll just very quickly be IPL on and there'll be time to just cleanse that out and and and, and start to refocus on the, the different challenge of, of England. So I don't know that I don't know if it's gonna be a confidence blow, but it certainly um might be the a, more of a reality check on what fine focus and preparation needs to happen and and an indication of that might be look at Ben Stokes has already clearly stipulated that he's going to leave the IPL early and get home for an Irish test match, uh, which I would imagine that he would have been given the opportunity to be pretty flexible and malleable with. Maybe if you need to close out your IPL contract and the uh, and the commitment there, just as long as you're ready for the Ashes. But he's made that statement, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the entire England squad of players that are involved in the IPL and in test match cricket do the same. They seem like they've just want to be doing that and that's the standard and level that they're at. So maybe uh, there might be a chance for Australians to, to, to look at that, those that might be involved involved in both and um, and, and just get that preparation right for a, for a Northern Hemisphere um, uh, trip to, to try and you know, maintain or retain and, and finally win a series in, in England. Yeah, it's going to occupy our minds for most of the year, I think. Uh, so, Gilly, your just remind me your education connection to India, which you've you've told me about previously. This is this has become a, a regular part of your of your travelling year. Yeah, it's all uh, a little bit varied as to when and who I'm travelling with, but I'm a an ambassador for the University of Wollongong, just south of Sydney, uh, a fine university that has um, a number of campuses offshore as well over in Dubai and. Uh, in Singapore and, and Malaysia, Hong Kong. So, uh, but I'm heading over on this particular trip with the federal uh, education minister, Jason Clare. So um, that's going to be a, a quick trip up there. But fostering the, the relationship between the two countries is always something that's um, dear to all our hearts for those that have the good fortune of travelling. And obviously, there's a common bond through sport and cricket. But um, Education's pretty dear to my heart, coming from a family of teachers, mum and dad, and, and sister and brother. So uh, that's where I'm headed for a couple of days, mate, to um, to look at the partnerships and relationships between India and Australia, uh, and, and focusing in that educational area. So yeah, it's always good fun. Can't wait to get there and um, and just be a part of the experience again. And I'm sure there'll be some cricket chat as well. I'm sure there will. Uh, travel well. It's nice to have a chat before you get on that plane. Good on you, mate. See you later.
Adam Gilchrist, so tomorrow in indoor, there's a lot of thoughts around what Australia might, should, must do. The back half of this tour, there's still an awful lot to play for. The series is not finished. It's 2-0, a four-test series. But the World Test Championship, it sits so heavily over what comes next. Australia has to avoid 4-0 for all sorts of reasons, not just its dignity. 0433 98 11 16, 40 Winks, Temper Text, Temper, a mattress like no other. 1300 736 736. Melbourne's weather cloudy, a top of 19 for city power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs.